Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox. And we are here wrapping up step number three, connection, with my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> I am. So I know. <laughs> we are talking connection, integration, and we have our favorite coach on to talk integration with us. We have Trish March. How are you doing, Trish? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. It's good to hear your voice. Thanks. I think it's just because I slept all day. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) That helps when you're not feeling good to sleep all day. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. It's a great well, example of self care. Yes, well that's that was a choice today is do self care and I kinda of fell asleep unexpectedly. So I did get lots and lots of sleep, which I think is helping. So Sorry. you know how there's holidays with the family and stuff, yeah. I just saw my ex- big extended family on my one side, um, on Saturday and pretty much everybody's sick, so <laughs> oh. that's good. Yeah, I was hoping you'd feel better for Christmas Eve and Christmas. Yes, well, hopefully I will tomorrow. I guess it's yeah. Christmas Eve now. For me, it is. Woo-hoo! For you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trish is coming to us from the future. <laughs> yes, so happy Christmas Eve or Merry Christmas Eve, ladies. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think, you know, during the during the holiday season, usually there's a lot more connection going on out, you know, uh, towards others, right? We're getting with our families and our friends and um, connecting in that way. And I think maybe it can be a tendency to not uh, give yourself time to reflect and go inside and connect with yourself because you're so wrapped up in um, you know, connecting with others and getting gifts and how, you know, how can I make this more special for others? And we don't necessarily um, think about, you know, maybe be present and think about ourselves and how we want to show up in the moment. Yep, I connection time right now with the holidays and it is nice to be able to balance that out and Take care of yourself and connect with yourself while you're while you're spending so much time with other people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's important. I think it's important that we do that on a on a regular basis. I think it needs to be part of our routine with um, keeping in in tune with ourselves or track of ourselves. So that we know when we need to take a break or when we need to sleep all day or when we need to, um, you know, connect with someone else or when we need to, you know, do whatever uh, to keep our cup full. 
we've been talking about this uh, this this month of you know keeping um, having a routine of self care um, so that we can have uh, go throughout our day with a full cup. And we've been talking about intentions and gratitudes and acknowledgments. And I think that um, all of that can help us with connecting with ourselves as well as gratitudes, right, or us connecting with something outside of ourselves. Um, and I think that those are really powerful tools that we've been talking about. Trish, is there is there a tool that you like to use when, when you're talking or thinking about connection, either for yourself or with your clients? Um, I think one thing that I'm working on right now is, um, you know, Terry and I went to plan your year workshop with Rhonda Britton, and one of the things they talked about was values, um, you know, what your values are. And so that's one tool that I'm really focusing on right now to really get in touch with myself and determine what my values are because, you know, I've had a lot of change over the last five years, and I really feel like my values have changed too. So it's almost like I'm spending a little bit more time getting to getting more familiar with myself or, you know, getting more connected with myself again. So mm-hmm. that's become a, a really interesting tool for me to look at. Like, what are my values? What are the things that are really, you know, how am I, how are the things in my life connected to that? So, yeah. As you've been, sorry. Sorry. As you've been, as you've been doing that, as you've been focusing on discovering what your values are, and all of that, have you seen um, have you seen a change that it's made? I have been. I've, absolutely. I definitely have seen, and that's where I talked about the growth, right, because I've seen um, the values have shifted a little bit as I've gotten older, right? The things that I thought were really important to me or the things that I believed were my values really aren't all right now. So I'm definitely seeing a shift. I'm definitely seeing, you know, huge awarenesses. Because I, I have never really spent a lot of time thinking about that before. I kind of set my <clears throat> the things that were important to me, or that my morals. I guess I would equate values to morals, and yeah. you know what my morals. And so when I really look at this, I'm looking at my values. I, I'm just seeing a, a, a huge difference. And especially now that I've reached fifty, I I'm looking at things and I'm like, all right, are are these things really that important to me? You know, and it's giving myself a chance to and to decide and to really figure out what's what's most important. Yeah, yeah. When you brought that up about morals, you you used to equal your morals to your values, and now you're seeing them as different things. Would you would you explain to the listeners what your definition of values is? Um, sure. Well, I think that, um, well, my definition of values is really the things that I value the most, like things that are important to me and that I want to carry through into like the themes of my life. So, you know, like learning is really important to me. So, and growth, I guess that's probably the most important, one of the most important things for me is growth and integrity. Integrity, that's also a a moral but it's a value to me. Like learning isn't necessarily immoral, right, or gross. That's not necessarily immoral. Right. Right? So I'm, that's kind of where the difference is. But the things that I value, the things that are important to me, um, you know, like connection and love, you know, like I, those are things that I value and that I want to 
you know, connect in or that I want to, you know, be promoting in my life. Um, you know, and so when I do things with my with my clients or I do things with my friends or I'm doing things with my family, I want them to – I want my values represented in them. Like, I, I think my values help define who I am. I think morals are the things that you – and most of my morals came down from my family or my spirituality, right? Yeah. So – those are things that are kind of handed to you, right, and that you believe in. But the values are really who I am and what, what I want out of life and what's important to me. So it's, it's a little bit different for That's me. Different. Yeah, and I does love that. that. I think, yeah, it does to me. <laughs> it does to me. I know. When I was uh, – because I did plan your year with Rhonda last year, and I think that that was a huge thing for me as well. And so – when you, um, when we were talking earlier after the workshop and you brought that up, it was a reminder that I, that was a huge awakening for me as well. Is do I really know what my values are separate from my, from my morals? Because that's how I would define them. I would define them the same way before. And, um, and so it was really hard for me. Like I wrote, I wrote five, and then I looked at them, and I kind of talked about them with other people, and then I'm like, okay, well, maybe these aren't my five, and I wrote another five, and it was, you know, and then I defined them, and then I, you know, and then I was like, okay, you know, I broke it down, why are these my values, and all these different things, and it was a real interesting um, process for me, and I think it's still, uh, it's still something that, um, I want to, you know, I want to keep in the forefront of my brain um, so that I can continue thinking on it because I think the more clear we are what our values are, then it's easier when it comes to time to make a choice um, and step forward, you can discern, okay, is this in alignment with my values? And if you're not really clear on what your values are, that question is going to be harder to answer. I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. And I also think that, you know, when you're looking at connection with other people, it's going to be easier to connect with people that have the same type of values you have or are interested in the same things as you, right? So those values kind of carry over. Um, yeah. You know, morals also, um, or morals also plays into that, right? So it's easy to, yeah. if people have the same morals as you, it's easy to connect with them. But I think values has a, a really interesting connection process too, because you know if I'm interested in growth and change, you know there's if it's gonna I'm gonna be interested in connecting with those people because they're gonna be powerful partners for me, right? They're gonna be people that uh-huh. are going kind of the same direction, and you know, and then we can you know build each other up, you know, rise by lifting others. So mm-hmm. it's important. Definitely, definitely. And it is, I mean, if your if your main value is growth, and you're hanging out with someone who is, you know, really comfortable with status quo or um, settling with what they have and not really looking further than that, you know, that might not be the person you want to spend the most of your time with, because your most important value is not one of theirs. And so that's you know, that's something that you can look at, too. And also with, you know, expectations, you know, letting go of those expectations of others because 
you know that their val- what they value isn't the same as what you value, so they're going to make different choices than what you would make. Yep. Yep, I agree with that. Carrie, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's uh, it's something that that I've been working on the last couple of years is alignment with my aligning my values with my thoughts, my words, and my actions. And that's kind of my intention is to be sure that uh, I feel aligned. And when I don't feel aligned, then I feel um, out of balance. And I think the you know the conversation about values and uh, morals. I think our morals uh, are part of the foundation that create our values. Um, because I I believe that integrity is a moral, but I think integrity then also plays into say the value you value. Um, you know, if you value connection or you value love or you value self-esteem or your self-love that part of that then goes back to your to your um to your morals and so i think Mm -hmm. that that they they really work in tandem and i think that it's important uh to understand and be clear on on what your morals are as well because if you're out of alignment with your morals then uh it's it's difficult to be in alignment with your values i mean i think that 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 alignment uh, it has to be balanced between, at least for me, if I'm not in alignment with my morals, it's very difficult for me to even be clear on what my values are, you know? Yeah. So yep. that's what I was thinking, thinking while you were talking is that uh, they are, and they are for me, I, I think Trish mentioned that my, you know, my my morals come from my spirituality, from my belief system, my faith, and those are things that, that are sacred to me. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think that my values grow out of those, uh, those morals. So that's just what I was thinking while I was listening to you guys talk. Great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think, that, and I love that you brought that up Trish, cause that's, that's a tool or, you know, a, a thought process strategy that we haven't brought up this month yet. And that's why we love having, um, different coaches on because you you get uh, our listeners get more than just what we're sharing, um, but they get uh, other ideas and a more expanding uh, view of the subject. So I love that you brought that up. Thanks. I I know um, not to change the subject, but something I've been working on most recently with my clients. Um, <clears throat> both of them are dealing with connection. Um, and relationships, like powerful, powerful personalities and relationships. So it's interesting to talk to them about some of these relationships. And, you know, expectations can put so much into the to the connection role, right, into connection, because you can have a lot of expectations about how you're going to connect with yourself. Yes. And family is a huge area where people have expectations <clears throat> and like friendships that have been ongoing. And, you know, as, as the clients start to change, their relationships start to really change and uh, things talk to them and, and, you know, kind of uh, help them navigate through that process of, you know, expectations in these relationships. And then, <clears throat> you know, as they 
as they change, their relationships are changing. Um, so I'm really finding that, you know, having the, the clients really think through things. I mean, of course, you know, with expectations, you're going to have them. You, you know, I think you, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm, my voice is, I have a little bit of yucky going on here. Sorry. So, um, you know, all the tools that we've talked about before with expectations, and I think you brought a lot of them up, really help and support the clients. But, you know, there's there's just an awareness of also core needs with people as well, right? Core needs mm-hmm. and, and how, people, how people can, you know, everybody's trying to get, every, everybody needs that, right? And some people are doing them in fear and some people are doing them in freedom. So we've been talking a lot about core needs and how everybody's having needs, everybody has fear. And, you know, honoring and, and seeing the innocence of, in other people so that you can get beyond those expectations or you can get beyond your initial feelings like, you know, anger or upset or whatever, especially around the holidays, right? And seeing the innocence in people and seeing how they're trying to get their core needs met, you know, those driving needs that they that they need for connection or for, you know, to get their, to get satisfaction or, you know, get the, the things that they want um, met. So yeah. that's another thing that lot during this especially this last month around the holidays you know working with the clients it's it's been a big thing as a core needs yeah yeah i think that that really helps a lot with to eliminate expectations because when you when you have an understanding or you're willing to recognize another people that every person is trying to get their needs met whether they get them met appropriately or inappropriately depends upon the circumstances and depends on their capacity to um, navigate in freedom or to navigate in fear and I think it makes a big difference on how we perceive others and ourselves uh, to avoid beating ourselves up and avoid judging others is to recognize that you know sometimes we're just trying to get our core needs met or our uh, and we may do it in fear or we may do it in freedom we have more tools because we've been through the fearless living program and we you know live it when we coach we're coaching but sometimes we have to coach ourselves through those things as well and recognize when we want to beat ourselves up and just say well what need was i trying to get met and how could i have met that more that need more appropriately or how could I have been in freedom rather than in fear and giving other people the benefit of the doubt. I think you said seeing others innocence, it just helps us then to, uh, to accept humanity and accept others humanity and our own humanity as we try to make connections. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think expectations is, um, is a tricky one because there's, especially in families, you know, you think your your parents going to act a certain way, your siblings going to act a certain way, your spouse, your children, and you know when you're when you're going to family functions, you want everyone to, you know, behave appropriately, and uh, having six kids, my, you know, at least one kid's going to do something that I don't want them to, if not all six. Mm-mm. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, 
like, how am I going to react when, you know, it doesn't go the way I want it to, right? So, you know, having those intentions in, uh, in play so that when something does happen, um, you're, you're ready for it and you're able to, you're able to um, act the way that you want to act instead of react to the situation. And I think that that's, you know, that's a way of setting yourself up for success um, or, you know, however else you would want to say it. But, you know, like giving yourself that um, that preparation to handle those types of situations better. Um, you know, and I, I, I think that, um, you know, anytime you can support yourself you know, in going into those situations with a full cup, right, um, and taking care of yourself uh, before you do these family functions, especially if they are, um, you know, nerve-wracking or, or whatever for you. Um, I think that, that that's really good for you to, you know, to kind of look inside and say, okay, how can I best support myself in in doing all of these connections? I mean, you know, and then, okay, what can I do to support myself? Yep, I think that's a great plan. Or a great question to ask yourself, I guess. What do you need in this moment or what do you need to support yourself? Well, and that's where being aware of your proactive behaviors and having those, uh, you know, when you have an intention to practice those proactive behaviors, given you're going into a situation that can be stressful, and uh, have that intention to, to be open and present and to just, you know, your intention is to let things go and, and just and have fun. You know, I think one of our friends, Bill Grout, his, his intention every time we do a workshop is to make connections and have fun. And I often think about that. It, it, uh, and I'll use it myself when I'm going into a situation. I think I'm going to use Bill's intention today. I'm going to make connections with these people, whether, you know, maybe they're new people, I don't know. And I'm going to have fun, which then adds the lightheartedness to the to the scenario. And it gives you that intention of being, uh, being lighthearted and having a good time as you're making connections. And it, I, I like that intention. I use it frequently. I stole it from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he don't worry. We won't tell him. Mm. Oh, <laughs> he might have gotten it from somebody else anyway. You know how that is. There's hardly very few original ideas. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, we are almost out of time, ladies. So, um, Trish, if there one thing our listeners could get out of this call, what would you want it to be? Um, I think how important connection is. Um, it's really, I guess it's, you know, it's Rhonda says the number one human need, right? Is connection. So, you know, any actions or non-actions that you can take, um, to build that connection are going to be, are going to be the things that you want to focus on during this phase of change, right? And the more you can allow yourself to build connection and, you know, let love into that connection and, and see the innocence in others, the stronger your your relationships are gonna be and the, the best the more possibilities are gonna have. 
in those connections, right? So, um, you know, and the more you allow connections to happen, you know, especially around these holidays, the less lonely you're going to be, the less fear is going to come up for you, the less detached you'll be. So, you know, I, I love that the connection comes up right at this time period between the holidays because I think it's, for any of the listeners that are on the line, it's such an important concept for people to be thinking about during this time because there are so many people that may isolate during this time period due to things that might be unhappy or, you know, maybe the holidays don't go like the way they'd want or, you know, for any number of reasons. But it's so important to just allow yourself to look at connection and allow that connection so that you can, you know, keep moving forward and continue to build change um, as you're as you're going through this, this yearly process. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Terry? Well, I th- that's great. I, I love that. I think also something to remember that can really support you, and sometimes holidays are difficult for people, especially if they've uh, – a lot of people have uh, lose people during the holidays. I know I have a friend that's lost both of her grandmothers in the last month, and frequently there's uh, periods of loss, even if it's been, you know, six months to a year ago, holidays are difficult when all of a sudden you're in a new situation and it could be a loss. It could be a new family member. It could be a move. There, there's so many things that happen in our lives that make uh, holidays can be hard for people and difficult for people. And so I think at that point to connect with yourself and connect with, gratitude and connect with memories and connect with the good things that you can uh, recall and celebrate uh, those people that that are no longer with you, that that connection can really help to support you through the holidays. And really the number one connection I think we talked about last week was connecting with ourselves, loving ourselves, having patience with ourselves, being vulnerable, being open and connecting with ourselves then allows us to be full and connect with others. And I think I just would like to reiterate that again, is how important it is to uh, connect to your soul, to connect to your purpose and your passion in order to uh, support others. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for me, my my number one intention is to trust myself. And I feel like if I don't know myself, then I can't trust myself. So the more connected that I can be to myself and to my needs and my values and all the things that we've been talking about, um, the more I can know myself and then trust myself. So it really supports me to be connected to who I am and what I stand for and what is at the core of myself and Um, and then it's, for me, it's easier for me to go out and connect with others because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel like I need to change or be something else for someone else because I know who I am and I'm secure in who I am. And so that supports me in connecting with others, um, and just letting, uh, situations that would have hurt my feelings in the past they kind of just roll off my back because I, I'm more secure in who I am. And I think that if we can spend that time with ourselves and really get to know ourselves, then 
it'll be less of a um, you'll have less of an expectation on others, uh, less of a need for approval um, and acceptance because you're giving that to yourself first. So that that is my number one thing that I want you to get out of connection. We thank you, Trish, for being here with us tonight. Um, we thank you, listeners, for coming back with us. And uh, next week we go on to compassion. So we're excited to move on to step number four. And um, everyone have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is that you um, you celebrate at this time of year. Um, and uh, until we meet again, be fearless. Be fearless. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Night. Christmas. Night.